He's singing the hymns. He's trying to get night, the first Oh, Lord! Mamma mia, the problem child proving to be a big problem for Nate Robinson. Goodness. And of course, Call the ambulance. Pick well, up your people. we need uh, definite medical attention for Nate Robinson. <laughs> I can't get over the final part of that. We definitely need medical attention for Nate Robinson. I know he didn't mean it in a disrespectful way, but what a way to put it. Obviously, that was the knockout call of, unfortunately, Jake Paul knocking out Nate Robinson. We'll get to that fight in just a little bit. But this is Old School Sport. I am Victor Pusateri. As always, I am joined by Max Marshall. Maxwell. How are you doing? How was your Thanksgiving, buddy? Uh, it was good. It wasn't nothing, nothing crazy, but you know, it was Thanksgiving. Are you a big fan of the Thanksgiving food? Uh, yeah, I am for that day, but not a big leftovers guy. I feel you for the most part, but as I've gotten older, I've appreciated Thanksgiving food more and more each year and my dad makes the best sausage stuffing and then my mom this year she i don't know if she ever made it for me as a child growing up but she made a mac and cheese that is out of this world so i was in food heaven i ate to the point that it actually hurt myself and, yeah, it was good to be home. Unfortunately, I had to work Thanksgiving Day, but I was able to go back to New York, back to New York over the weekend. So it was good to be back. I haven't been home since, like, June before that. So it was good to be oh, back. Wow. Yeah. But it was great to see my family, great to see my dogs. And, Max, we are now in the most wonderful time of the year. Do you know why it is the most wonderful, best time of the year? I have no idea. Two things. One, it is the holiday season, and two, I have meaningful football to watch for the first time since 2016 because my New York Giants are in first place of the NFC East. Now, I will get to that more later in the show. We do have some NFL tidbits that we have to get to. We'll be talking about a couple of teams that are struggling, including the Baltimore Ravens, who are on the verge of losing their third straight game. We have some basketball to discuss. But, Max, let's start off with the sound bite that I had started the show with and the Nate Robinson. Of course, of course, they referred to him as the ex-New York Nick because something bad happened to him. But he also played for the Boston Celtics. He also played for the Chicago Bulls. I don't understand why he's just a former Nick in this situation. But anyway, Max, did you get a chance to watch that or the main event of the night, Mike Tyson, his return to boxing against Roy Jones Jr.? Were you interested in that at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and, me and a group of friends... Uh... We all got it and watched it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not missing a fight. Hell no. <laughs> what What'd you make of it? We're, first off, let's talk about the main event, which was Tyson versus Jones. What did you think of the decision to call it a draw? Uh, I mean, I thought that was stupid. I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious that Tyson won. Uh, I think he. I think Jones Jr. maybe won run, one round, if that. Uh, why they did the whole draw thing, I don't know. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal, but just just kind of stupid. Uh, I I love I thought it was great. Tyson looked good to me now for what the rules were. Well, I mean, yeah, especially for 
the man at that age, I mean, he looks like he could compete with boxers of today. And he's definitely still got it. You saw that in the fight. But Max, I'm interested because we had previously talked about, you know, certain special events when it comes to the sport of boxing, like McGregor versus Mayweather. Were you a bigger fan of this type of fight where a boxing legend comes out of retirement even though it was more than a decade since he's been in the ring like to me at first this felt a little gimmicky and I knew Tyson was taking it serious because I had seen some of his training videos and all that but at the end of the day he is a 50 year old man were you looking forward to this even prior to the fight oh yeah yeah Anytime more so there's... than the McGregor Mayweather uh... No, probably not as much because I think, you know, McGregor can, can still fight and Mayweather was – he could still fight too even though he was kind of at the end of his prime or toward the end of his career even. Uh, but this one, I, I mean, I just like when famous people fight. <laughs> it's just it's – just, I don't know. I, I just get pumped up for it. Like they had the undercard, Jake Paul Robinson. Like, you know, I was – in a way, I was kind of more excited for this one even though I was still excited for the uh, McGregor, uh, Mayweather-McGregor one, but – I don't know. It just when when famous people fight, it like you know. I don't know. I just think it's funny. Well, talking about the other fight that had gone on that night, obviously Robinson getting KO'd by Jake Paul. Now, Max, I had talked about this when I first started the podcast. I absolutely despise Jake Paul. I think it would be a better world if he just left it. But uh, you know. Gotta give him credit where credit is due. He did knock Robinson out cold. I felt for Robinson. I really did because he's getting made fun of. He's become a meme overnight. And I'm sorry, it's not many people would do what he did by training for a fight. I understand he was training for Jake Paul. But but again, Jake Paul has been boxing for some time now. So I was hoping for a different outcome. What did you make of the fight? Yeah, uh, you know, I'd be lying to you. I thought Nate Robinson would probably win because he's just a tougher dude. But he just came out super aggressive. Mm -hmm. He left he left his chin out on the open, and Paul just tagged him. I mean, I don't like the Pauls either, but you know they're big they're big strong guys. Whether you like them or not, and you know you can hit hard, and you know they do have some boxing experience. It's not you know like <laughs> like real boxers experience, but you know they have longer time. Uh, in Jake's case, has more uh, box experience than Nate Robinson. Now, if this was like a bar fight or a street fight, I'm picking Nate Robinson. But for boxing purposes, you, you know, Paul's got more seasons underneath their belt. I so hope Jake Paul gets his ass knocked one day. I really do. I I think there are very few people out there that deserve an ass kicking more than you know, Victor, Jake Paul does. for next episode I we I want both of us top five knockout lists we would like to see people get knocked out. Okay. Um that that is for next a week great I great idea. It. Top five knockout list. Are we sticking yeah. to celebrities? Anybody yeah anybody who's famous, yeah. We, okay. We don't want to get too personal on here. Okay, yeah, no, I understand because I think <laughs> there's a good chance that you would make the list. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, you sent me a picture of your boxing bag today, so I don't know if I want to be messing with you too much. But, no, I actually – I just wanted to get your thoughts on the event Saturday night. Again, I think that it was better than a lot of people expected it would be, and I just thought it was very similar. Not very similar because, again, 
I understand that Tyson was returning to the ring for the first time in what 15, 18 years, something like that. And Roy yeah. jo- Roy Jones Jr. was also returning to the ring after a couple years off. But I wasn't sure if it was too gimmicky in your eyes because I understand that you're a fighter fan, a fighting fan. So I, I just wanted to get your take on that. But another great thing that happened over the weekend, and I'll intro it with this little soundbite. And the kick down at the 35-yard line, and Sarah Fuller, happy Thanksgiving. What a day. What a day in college football. Yeah, so I thought it was really cool that Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play in a Power 5 conference game. She only had one kickoff. It was to start the second half, and she did so for Vanderbilt. Now, they ended up getting blown out of the game, but the final score wasn't really that important. It was just a great game. It was a great day for women for college football in general because it was history was made. And I just wanted to bring it up briefly in the show just because I can't I I don't understand why there was so much hatred. There was so many people bitter, so much bullying, I guess for lack of a better word, when it came to Fuller. Uh, especially on social media, because you would have thought that some of these comments, those people were competing for the job that she had won. Now, listen, Vanderbilt's kicker was out due to COVID. They held tryouts. Fuller plays for the women's soccer team. She ended up winning the job. It was one kick. It was a squib. It was a design squib kick. I I thought it was great. I thought it was a great moment in history and I don't know I just I don't understand why there were so many haters out there it wasn't like she did anything wrong she won the job she went out there and did what she was supposed to do and listen I don't care if it's the first woman to participate in a power five football game I don't care if it's now the first general manager with the Miami Marlins first woman general manager in baseball history you know If you know the game, if you have knowledge, if you have a passion for it, I don't care if you're red, white, black, blue, male, female, fat, skinny, and in-betweener, whatever, I don't care. You know, you have a right to go out there and do the job, and I thought that's what Sarah Fuller did. She made the most of the opportunity, and I just thought it was pretty sad and pretty pathetic, and it shows shows some insecurities with some guys. A lot of the comments were guys hoping that she got – you know, hit hard during the game. I hope she got nailed. Like, I, I don't know. I just thought it, it, it was really sad to see all the hate that she was getting when really she did nothing wrong. But Max, I, I, I don't know. That was just my little rant about what occurred over the weekend. If you have anything, but we, we, we are more than welcome to move on. Yeah. Uh, I will say something quick. Yeah. I don't, I didn't really understand it either. I mean, I, Personally, I don't care that much about like. Don't worry, I care about sports a lot. But some things like this, you know, if a girl's really playing football and like you know, for the first time a female's playing football, who the hell cares? I mean, yeah. like people really care that much. Yeah, I don't know. 
I just find it weird. Like, you know, I got other things to worry about. Like, you know, cool for her, but you know, I, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to make fun of her. I don't care that much. Yeah, and again, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, it wasn't that I was so caught up with the moment. Like. I'm not but no, saying. I saw a lot of people hating on it too, like just for yeah. no reason. And and again, it's like you would have thought that they lost the job to her when really they're just they're just jealous. They're never going to get an opportunity to that's play. What, that's what it is. They're just jealous saying that they play football, really, you know. Yeah, and, and again, listen, the Vanderbilt head football coach actually got fired after the game. I mean, he started the season zero and eight. It's definitely not in reference to this move, but. To me, for everyone calling it a publicity stunt and everything, it's not exactly like the head coach had much leeway to pull a public stunt like this. You know, I genuinely think that they held a tryout and she put forth her best effort and was the best of the group. That's all I thought it was. And and again, it wasn't like I was caught up with it. It's not like I was... I had the game recorded and couldn't wait to see the moment. It's just that I was more ticked off with all the hate around it. It's like, really, guys, you're really going to make something out of nothing type of thing? So I just I just wanted to get that out there. But anyway, let's move on. Maxwell, let's talk some NBA. Now, I'll be honest with you. We've kind of reached a dead point in the offseason to me. And again, I know that you're a much bigger NBA fan than I am, so I know you are watching and keeping track of every single move. Some big news out of today was that LeBron James signed a two-year, $85 million extension. He also came out. He addressed the offseason acquisitions of the Lakers. He feels that they got younger and that they're primed to repeat. Max, tell me why he's wrong. If you have any sort of base of an argument, please. Uh, I don't really think he's wrong. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but they're probably my pick right now, top of my head, who I would probably lead to uh, going back-to-back this year. Um, I will say that I don't know if you saw the Dennis Schroeder comments, but I'm a little worried about that uh, acquisition now. What did he say? He said he wanted to start because, um, you know, he's been on the bench for a couple of years now and he deserves to start and this, that, whatever. Now, see, why? <laughs> I mean, you are being given a golden opportunity. Why would you open your mouth and start off on a bad note with a new team? A, te- a team that, I-, I mean, listen, Max, let's be real, doesn't exactly need him just because they're coming off a championship. They won without him. It's not exactly like he's their missing piece. Like, why? Why would you? Why would you put yourself in that situation right off the bat? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know in OKC he was back up to you know Westbrook and Chris Paul. Like, you know, those are future Hall of Famers. Like, you know, he should start in L.A. Like, I mean, his he should, but go off. out there and prove it. Go out there oh. and let your play speak for itself. Oh yeah, no. My my point is that like you know it's him and Caruso. Was Caruso going to start over him? Mm-hmm. No. So. You know, if it's a new team, even if you say that privately, that's fine. But publicly, you can't be saying that. You know what it reminded me of, honestly? It reminded me of Deion Waiters when LeBron went back to Cleveland. He was saying how uh, – I remember Deion 15 was saying how oh, I need to start and this and that, whatever, and this is my mm-hmm. time and yada, yada. And, you know, then Deion Waiters got traded three months later. So yeah. It, it just it just reminded me of that just a little bit. Maybe I'm over – Look, I'm looking into it too much, but I, I just my ears kind of perked up a little bit when I heard that comment. Yeah, I mean, no, you could definitely draw similarities. It's just, again, it's just that, you know, Schroeder, and again, I, I believe that he's gotten better during his time with OKC, and I agree with you. I think that he should be starting 
on this Lakers team the way it's constructed right now. But but again, why you know you're going to a championship caliber team, a team coming off a championship win. You know, it's one of those you're not the biggest fish in the pond, and I'm not saying that he was with OKC, but he's he's the new kid in town, and he should just be a little more quiet. He should just be trying to blend in at this point, type of thing. Well, you know what kind of makes me laugh is that um, he when he was talking to the media, he was talking to the, uh, a German media outlet because he is uh, part German. Mm-hmm. And did you see the uh, Giannis comments this past week? About I saw his comments today about LeBron James. Yeah, and he had said another one about um I forget what he said too, just about uh he just wants to win yada yada. He 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 did that with a um a Greek uh media outlet. I feel like these kind of guys kinda forget that like media just goes out there, like everyone's gonna hear it. Like, you know, you can talk to a German media outlet and a Greek outlet. It's still gonna get back to the US. And I feel like these guys are because they're in their first language that they get a little they get too comfortable with that meet with the you know, with their own language and that's fine. But it's just like Schroeder when he talked to the um, ESPN, like the LA uh, LA media, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever, you know, I'm good. I'm good with whatever." Yeah, so I I, I understand what you mean. I, I I do. Sorry, it took me a little while to catch on, yeah. but I understand what you mean. It's like at some point the story will catch up with them. However, I would say it's a little more delayed because because again, if you had well. If you had not told me that it was a German media outlet, I would have expected it just to be an American outlet. But at the end yeah. of the day, it really doesn't matter because he said whatever he said. It doesn't matter what outlet. He did say this at the end of the day. No, I think they just get too – I think they get comfortable with it. And then for some reason, they just – I don't know. They feel like it's not going to get leaked out for whatever reason. Then the next day, it gets leaked out and they're like, what? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And, and, and again, <laughs> there's been – Really, when are players going to learn that opening your mouth is never a good thing? And I understand that there are some players that get away with it because of their standing, because of what they've accomplished and all that. But again, for someone like Dennis Schroeder, who's going to the Lakers, who are defending champions, I I just don't think it was a smart move by him. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't get you off on the right foot with your new team. Yeah, especially with a new team, you kind of want to be, you know, on your best behavior. Not that he's a troublemaker or anything, but it's just, you know, why why start a little friction when there's when there's need for uh, there wasn't any need for any. Exactly, exactly. Now, Max, we had talked about some of the free agent acquisitions last week, but do you expect any more big splashes? And again, we we will be previewing the NBA season before the start, come December twenty second. And there have been some uh, – the schedule came out, the big games, Christmas Day, and the regulars, and the opening night. But, Max, do you expect anything else to really happen before the start of the season? Because, you know, it wasn't too long ago, though, that Paul George was being thrown around in trade talks. James Harden didn't want to play for Houston anymore. Russell Westbrook – like, do you think that these guys, after all that's transpiring, are gonna stay put? Uh, I think Paul George is gonna stay. Uh, I don't. I don't see after what they gave up for him, they're gonna flip him for you know. I don't know what. Like, are they gonna flip him for like Westbrook? That doesn't make really make any sense to me. 
Uh, did you see that Sh uh, Shams reported that Houston and Cleveland have been in talks for a Westbrook trade? And I, I really hope they don't do that to Russ. Yeah, neither do I, man. That would be tough. That yeah, I mean, but to answer your question, I, I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, with COVID going on right now, uh, you don't know what money is going to look like. And for next year's free agency is going to be loaded. Well, we think, but you know, I, I don't know now that LeBron, I mean, LeBron's off the board now, Anthony Davis is probably gonna be off the board. So now we got some guys that are going off the board a little bit. Uh, but I mean, if you, they're saying Giannis might sign his max extension, uh, Friday, but I'm kind of hearing that it might be a one and one with Milwaukee instead of like, you know, the full max five year. Yeah. Yeah. So I think may, I, you know, that, that's supposed to happen Friday will happen. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I don't really see any big time trades happening right now, unless like you know Houston really shits the bed, and then I, you know they're making Russ and James are making it ugly there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a weird season. I, I don't see any big time trades happening, but you know it's the NBA. Who the hell really knows what's going to happen? I know. I almost feel that. And again, maybe some things have been blown out of proportion with the media. Who knows what really happened behind closed doors? Yada yada. But to me. I, I don't know. I really thought Houston reached a point with both their stars that it was just too far gone. That, like, it just was written in stone that one, if not both of them, were gone. And that Houston was just going to blow everything up, commit to the rebuild. And that they just... I, I mean, after Harden decided to reject that extension, I thought... I thought he was all but gone. And for them to start the season, I don't know. I, As each day now, I, I keep going back and forth. At one point, I was like, no, I think they'll go another season. Then I said, as each day goes on, I think that they're going to blow it up. Now, as the season gets closer and closer, I, I'm starting to just get that feeling that, that they aren't going anywhere. Now, someone who did not help their case at all with staying there with their current team, in my opinion, and has the least right of anyone to say anything on the Clippers is Paul George, or better known as Playoff P. Max, did you, see, you, you see, the videos see today? all the smoke, all the yeah. smoke. Max, are you kidding me? Are, is he kidding me? Is he well, kidding like, me? Seriously. Let, let, let me Seriously. go off to the corner. Let me go off to the corner right here. I I, I can feel it in, in your. No, 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 no. It's not even going to be a go rant. On, no, on. no, it's not even. But like, this man cannot dig himself a bigger grave. He really can't, Max. Because are you kidding me? You're going to sit there and throw and throw your team, throw your coach underneath the bus when you show up. The way you did in the playoffs, when you're hitting the side of the back, is he kidding me, Max? Is he kidding me? <laughs> Seriously, Max. Oh, we didn't talk about making adjustments. Paul, Paul, Paul. You need adjustments on your shot. Is he kidding me, Max? I, you know, I... <laughs> I wish I, I tried is to find a tweet. Is he serious? I, <laughs> I tried to find the tweet in 2017. I tweeted because you. I don't know if you remember, but I'll say it anyways. Do you remember when he was on Indiana and they played Cleveland in the playoffs? Yes. And he got mad at CJ Miles not taking that shot? Or, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. I tweeted out, I can't find it, that I don't know if I would want to play with Paul George. He doesn't look like a good teammate. And I got killed for it. What are you talking about? He's got nobody on this team, yada, yada. That's not the point. You don't bash your guys to, you know, the media 
the moment it happens. Yeah, I know. I know that after playoff um, loss like that, everyone's jacked up and yada. But you don't you don't throw teammates underneath the bus like that. And I think it was like game two or something too. Like you know, they're still in the series. It wasn't like you know, like game five, like you know, gentlemen sweep. But um, yeah, I, I've been saying this about Paul George a while. I don't know. I don't think he's a great teammate. <laughs> like you know, it keeps on showing up here. You think the Rivers family really likes Paul George after what he's no. done to their? Uh, no. Not, the doctor's not. daughter and now Doc Rivers. Yeah. I mean, this guy, yeah. <laughs> this guy I tell you. <laughs> and and Max, Max, just real quick. This was one of his quotes on the All the Smoke podcast. Coach, Coach Rivers, Coach was trying to play me as a Ray Allen or as a J.J. Redick, all pin downs. I can do it, but that just ain't my game. You can do it. Why didn't you do that? As far as I'm concerned, Ray Allen and J.J. Redick – have made big playoff shots. You have done nothing. Nothing. You did nothing in the playoff series. You did nothing that would compare you to Ray Out. You can do it. Well, why didn't you? Why didn't he not, Max? Please. I... There was no talks of adjustments. Did he work on his shot at all? Did he warm up? Did he take shots prior to the game at all? I. I mean... I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a I tough mean, situation to I really mean, talk about. If you, you can't be that dumb, Max. You can't. You can't be that oblivious. You can't be that. I'm. I'm speechless. I really am. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I. I did not know. I, I forgot how much you love PF. Uh, and then, playoff. and then Max, and then, and then Max, the thing that I sent you today, because again, I mean, today, if anything was a perfect day to bring up the story again because of how moronic Paul George was in that podcast. But again, the story came up about how the preferential treatment of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George yeah. was a demise to that Clippers team. Well, we know who said that, no? Who? Montrez. He's not there oh, no more. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. That's true. Yep. Yep, good point, Max. Good point, Max. And I'm sure that was a main reason why he decided to get out of town. Now, obviously, joining the Lakers isn't too shabby. But, you know, I think that that locker room, you know, you can point to Doc Rivers as that scapegoat. But I think they have internal problems that haven't been resolved. And it's going to carry over into this year unless they trade away Paul George, and that's my that's my honest opinion. I I think that team might um, if I were them, I try to trade Lou Will and Pat Beverly. Uh, there was a report today too that said Pat Beverly throughout the year did not feel welcomed or something. I th- saw a report. Pat Beverly. So, yeah, it, to me it seemed like that team before Kawhi and PG got there, like the Herald, Pat Beverly, Mo Williams group when they took Golden State to six games. I think like that group thought they were like they had something going, and then these two come in, they're like, "Oh, you know, they could just add on to what we did." When well, you know, that 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 was, that, that was the uh, thinking. That was the yeah. thinking. And I feel like they had two different teams out there, and you know, no chemistry. And I said this during the playoffs or during the bubble before uh, they lost to Denver. That that team act like they won something already, and you know, it, no, it, you that didn't. team just bothered me. You didn't. And and Max, honestly, I there's been players that I have done the roller coaster where I'm so high on them and then they really let me down. Paul George is one of those players because I always thought that he was on his way to being a top five player. Obviously, he had that horrific 
leg injury in the Olympics. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a summer, I think, of summer 14 or something. And and I was like, oh, man, that's going to send him back. He came back, and I thought that he was striving to that prior injury player that he was. And he got traded to OKC. And, you know, again, as much as I love Russ, I didn't think that they were a perfect match for each other. Once he got traded to L.A., I was like, this is his time. This is that final step that that final power-up type of thing to get him to be that player that I thought he was going to be and I'll tell you what I am so down on him now his true colors his demeanor is awful I think that we are getting to a point that if he does not do a 180 he could become a cancer to this team you know what that's it's starting to look like that and mind you I Ever since that, um, like I said before about the C.J. Miles thing, ever since he started saying uh, stuff to the media about his own teammates, and now going on a podcast and saying it, like it's just it's as a player, it just rubs you the wrong way. Because I'll be honest, like, this dude's gonna go to the media and like talk about everybody all the time when something bad happens. Like, are you gonna take any accountability? Exactly, and that's what I mean. And and Max, look at what the latest stunt that he pulled by going onto onto that podcast. I think that. I think that says it all right there. He will not take accountability. I'm, I'm laughing when he called that little stunt he pulled today. Or yeah, yeah. That made me laugh. <laughs> Shut up. But, Max, seriously, Paul George? No, 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 I, you're right. I almost had him, I won't say on the same level because he didn't do what Kawhi Leonard did, but when you talk about two-way players, I thought that Paul George was one of the best in the leagues. Because of being a two-way player at a high level, but he's really he really took a hit this past playoff series, and now with how he's responding and reacting in this offseason, it's really turning me off to him as a player, as a teammate. No, and you know what? Just, just speaking real quick about you said the two-way player thing, uh, no one really wants to talk about it, but... Kawhi Leonard kind of got cooked defensively in the bubble, especially against Denver, too. Yep, yep. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going on in Clipper land. <laughs> now, I, I really don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. Now, the only thing that I will say, because I would be a hypocrite if I didn't, is it was just the first season with those two. And it was a very odd pandemic year, if you haven't noticed, Maxwell. So, yep. so I'm willing to give it another chance. However, I think that I'm still not exactly thrilled that they replaced Doc Rivers with a coach puppet in Ty Lue. Oh, yeah, your boy Ty Lue, yeah. 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 So I'm very doubtful on that front, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's really the best way we can describe it as, you know, the year – the, the new season coming up in a week or two, so I guess we just got mm. we just got to wait and see really what the team looks like. I guess. Yeah, and I can tell you're getting very excited now, Max. You know, obviously, if there's anything you want to talk about, but I wanted to reference your article that came out today on All You Can Heat, and it was first off, you you very. I mean, are you never satisfied, Max? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Uh, the disrespect for the first Christmas Day game, really, really, the disrespect, Max. What's the disrespect? What's the it disrespect? Is. 
Okay. But here's my question to you because, Max, obviously you are a big-time NBA fan and NBA games on Christmas is a annual tradition, right? Yep. I'm a big diehard football fan and Thanksgiving and football go together like America and apple pie, right? And I'm going to pose this question on Twitter after the podcast. But if you had the opportunity to go to a sporting event on a holiday, would you? Uh, Yeah, I would. You would. So you would go to a basketball game on Christmas Day. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Wow. Okay. I would not. I would not. I would not go to a football game on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day, and I would not go to a basketball game on either as well. Victor really loves his holidays, huh? Yeah. You know what's funny? And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that was a good question to you or not. I was just wondering because I was always brought up that, and this is going to sound pretty lame, but family comes first, and I, I get it. Obviously, family comes before sports and all that. But I always looked, and when I was younger, I was like, oh, I would love to go to a football game on Thanksgiving. And then as I got older, I saw basketball. And I don't know. It just doesn't scream the holidays to me. Like, I love sports. I do. Like, I just – I could not see myself doing that unless everything went wrong and I was completely alone and I needed to – fend for myself i needed plans for myself when i was older then i would go to a sporting event but to me you know i'll definitely have it on i'll watch football on thanksgiving i'll have basketball on during christmas but i'm not spending my day at the stadium i'm not spending my holiday at the stadium see i feel like football would actually be the perfect one because you could tailgate you know then uh you know uh get your turkey cooked up and have you know bring potatoes and stuff like that i think it's possible for a tailgate see i think that's cool but at the same time it's not it's not homey enough to me no i mean you, you know that's definitely true you can't really you know there's nothing like home for holidays than you know some parking lot with a bunch of assholes yeah you know, exactly <laughs> exactly but i was just wondering i mean it really wasn't a judging question i yeah, was just no, i mean yeah, I, I don't care what you say i just i just i just well obviously this year's a little different but when i see the fans there i'm i always think to myself would i want to be there on a holiday and i, I think the question uh, i think the answer would be no I mean that's why if you live uh, out west, you know you can go you can go to that eight o'clock game and then already you know eat your meal. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that yeah. would be sick. Yeah. Now, Max, did you have anything else that you wanted to touch upon when it came to basketball? No, I'm actually uh, excited for the next one. You're excited for the next one? Yes, because okay. Max, you have been calling this for a while now. It I want to say almost since like week four it was that we started I've been having this since last year about this. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh but when it comes to this podcast, but Matt Patricia, we're we're shifting to the NFL it wasn't if it wasn't clear enough. But Matt Patricia, the head coach, former head coach of the Detroit Lions and general manager Bob Quinn are finally out of Detroit. Lions fans are rejoicing so much so that they started. Max, what's the what's the donating site? The money uh, site. GoFundMe. GoFundMe. With thirteen dollar donations, 
in honor of how many wins Patricia had during his time with Detroit, a GoFundMe page for Deshaun Watson because the Houston Texans absolutely embarrassed. Oh, that was that was embarrassing. Embarrassed <laughs> a lot. Max, did you see that trick play? Yeah, I mean, what? Well, yeah. I the, mean, well, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry. Thanksgiving was full of trick plays this year, in both games. But you know the flea flicker where it was like a handoff, and then yeah. the run back like did a jump pass back to Deshaun Watson. First off, Fuller, who was now spending six games, I don't know if he could have gotten much more wide open than he was. Okay? Yeah, he, yeah, that was. That when I saw that, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, so was I. I. I couldn't believe that that worked that well. But the Texans blew out the Lions on a traditional game day for Detroit, forty-one to twenty-five. Max, I mean, you've been calling it right, and it's finally happened. And I jumped aboard the bandwagon once O'Brien was canned. What would you make about the firing? I thought it, I thought it was great to be honest with you. I mean, I don't want to come off like that when somebody loses their job, but you know, I mean, if Patricia's going to go back go back to New England next year and have that dumbass pencil in his ear and just sit by Belichick and his defense is going to be good. And oh, should was Matt uh, Patricia overlooked in Detroit and he got a bad hand? So I, I already see how this movie's going to go. That, that's what's going to happen with a uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah. He stood by Belichick. I thought he was a guru. Well, agreed, and I would not be shocked at all if he ends up back in New England. New England as their defensive coordinator once again. But, Max, I mean, it was so... I mean, the fact that Jim Caldwell lost his job and it was so clear and evident that they regressed under Matt Patricia as a team, it was tough to watch. Now, here's the thing. If you're if you're a potential head coach, right, Canada, are you dying to go to Detroit, Max? Let me ask you that. Uh, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I thought about it. I'd say kind of, yeah, only because ownership is, is pretty um, – they're pretty loyal, They, you know, for the most part. The okay. Ford family, I feel like, you know, they let Patricia uh, last this long. They did. They did. And, you know, Caldwell, like you said, that was a bad fire at the time, but he was there for a couple of years. So, I mean, it's not the worst job to have. I mean, you know, there's so many jobs in the NFL. So, you know, what's really a bad job if you're getting a head, a head coach money? I know. I understand that. It's just that he just – like, I, I look at the Detroit Lions, and, again, they should be counting their stars that teams like the Cleveland Browns exist and the Cincinnati Bengals because they are such a poverty franchise. It's not even funny. Max, I actually saw an amazing stat on Thanksgiving Day. I'm not sure if you saw it as well. Do you know that since Barry Sanders, one of the greatest running backs of all time, since he retired early from the Lions, do you know that the Lions have the worst run average per game during that time period in the NFL? No, I did did not know that. That that is just – I mean, and again, it's not like Barry Sanders grow on trees, right? But it's just crazy to go from top of the hill to bottom of the barrel like that. But I don't know, Max. Honestly, I, I look at Detroit and, you know, Matt Stafford, yes, he can still play, but he's an aging veteran. Galladay is a free agent after this year. I, there's bits and pieces I like about this team. But again, I, I think that they're going to be starting new once more. 
I think that obviously they should find the general manager first, and that general manager should come in and pick his guy to lead this team. But, you know, I, I think there's a lot of question marks come this offseason with the Detroit Lions, who stays, who goes. And I, I, I think that they're a lot of pieces away from truly contending. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it kind of reminds this team kind of reminds me of is when Todd Bowles uh, went with the Jets, first year head coach. They're kind of like in a win now mode. They had bits and pieces you liked on the team, but and then after all the, those old guys got old, this is kind of what you have left of it. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds you of uh, that Jets job with the, when uh, Bowles got it. So, mm-hmm. but do you think Stafford stays with the team past this year? Uh, I'm pretty. I know he has a no, like no contract. I, I know he has a huge contract. Do you think that they try to dump uh, it onto someone else? Do you think that they try to trade like, you know, maybe the they Patriots? Will they? That's kind of a different question. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Do you uh, think they will try to? Yeah, I, th- I mean, why not? If you know, if they if they can get like you know a couple picks for it, because he's still a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just don't know what team top of my head like you know is Matt Stat like maybe the Colts. If they don't get Darnold, maybe? I thought about the Colts. I thought about the 49ers. I thought yeah. about the Patriots. What about even the Eagles? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, the Eagles. Bears? Have, Bears could be, yeah. That's another good yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, right there, there, there's a market. It just depends if, you know, Detroit really wants to get rid of them. Now, do maybe. you? would you rather have Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan? Stafford. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I think that Ryan has regressed a lot more but than Stafford. he's got Stafford a big contract, has. too, though. No, he does. He does. But I think that I think that Ryan is still staying above sea level more so because of the weapons that he has. I mean, really, look at look at the guys, Julio Jones and then Calvin Ridley, who would be a number one on any other team. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Yeah. But Max. okay, so both our guys, both our top two guys that we thought should be fired are now fired. So. Obviously, Adam Gase. I'm sorry, he he remains winless at 0 and 11. The and, coach with nine lives. Yeah. I, well, honestly, Max, you know at this point they're keeping him here to complete the tank job. I know, I know, but I still want him fired. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But Max, besides Gase, because he's out of it, who yeah. do you think is the next coach to be let go? Now, I don't even think this guy's actually a bad coach. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's terrible. Probably Doug Marone, right? They, they got rid of the GM. GM's yeah. probably one to get his new, you know, how that goes. So probably him. Yeah. I think that's a good name, even though, let's be honest, Max, the Jaguars have not done him any favors. Yeah, no, From, it's not his fault, really. No, it's the GM and just the culture. Tom Coughlin going there. Sorry to bring that up, but, you know, that wasn't probably the best decision to bring him in there. Okay, well, you know, it's definitely not Tom Coughlin's fault because he has a winning pedigree under his belt, Max. Do I have well, to remind you about traded, the two Super Bowls? Well, he kind of traded Jalen Ramsey because he didn't like him. Mm, that was, okay, well, he's the G, He's not the GM, Max, so let's get that he's got, straight. He's got, he had an influence in there. He from what might I have know. had an influence, but again, he knows winning players, and it's not well, listen, like Jalen Ramsey. Winning mentality didn't ha- help out Jacksonville. It's not like Jalen Ramsey has put the Rams over the top just yet, so let's calm down there. Well, um, listen, no, Victor, don't drag, don't drag my coach under in the mud. Oh, don't drag my coach. Don't, don't cry over it. In the mud. But right. I, do, I do think – No, time out. Where was this winning mentality Tom, Tom Coffin brought to Jacksonville, his first love? Where, where was this? 
Where, Evan what? Caldwell, Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Are you going to let me finish? Go, uh, go ahead. I just started. Um, I think Doug Marone, very good name that you toss out there. I think Doug Peterson is in a lot of trouble as well. Yep. You know, I I really hope this isn't the case, right, Max? I think Anthony Lynn is starting to become Oh, yeah, he's got to go. No, he's got to go. You really think he's got to go? I think that you need to give him another year. Justin I, I Herbert, they've had some injuries. I don't think that they're that far away. I think Herbert making that switch was the right move. And listen, yes, they've lost some tough games. They're one of only – well, actually, no, that ended once they lost by 10 to the Bills. But they're – one they were one of only two teams, the only other one was the Steelers, to lose every single game by less than seven points. Uh to not to not lose a game by more than seven points. Sorry, I worded that wrong. But I I, I think that Anthony Lynn deserves another year. You know who I'm gonna throw out there and I'm gonna talk about them a little more that's in serious trouble? Bruce Arians. Yep. And then if I had to say, though, if I had to say one one coach. What about Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy's seat is very hot as well. That could be just like a one-year thing they tried out, didn't work. Yeah. I don't know, though, but if you ask me who should be the next coach, because that's the original question. I'll go with Peterson, even though I really – I don't think it's all his fault, though. I I do think that he's a good coach. I yeah, I have more tough. faith in Peterson than I do in Wentz at this oh, point. Wow. Why would you say you have more faith in Wentz? No, I don't. I mean, as of right now, you know, just we're prisoner of the moment. But I I don't have any faith in anybody on that team. They look a mess. They do. They do. I know. It, it it's tough. It because that happened, that happened fast. That that did I mean well it was kind of it was almost like a snowball though Max ever since the Super Bowl because yes they were still winning but it was it was more so because of how bad the NFC East was and again the NFC East has remained bad but the wheels are really starting to come off this year for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean just like you said a snowball. Well, once a snowball gets going downhill, <laughs> you ain't stopping it. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, right. If if you had to ask me, I'm I'm going with Doug Peterson. I think he is the next coach that deserves to be let go. McCarthy, I think, is a very close second. Max, the only thing that I'll say is look at how many guys have gone down with him. And when you lose your franchise quarterback, well, supposedly franchise quarterback, it's never tough, especially in your first year, especially in the COVID year, a pandemic year. Yeah, that's that is true. Yeah, that's a good point. Now. Again, I don't mean to be too negative, but who should be benched first between these two underachieving quarterbacks? Cam Newton of the New England Patriots or Carson Wentz? I think it's kind of easy, no? I I think so. <laughs> I don't. Want to say it at the same time? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll count down. Three, two, one. Newton. Wentz. Okay, so that's not right, Max, but I'll let you saw, go first. I saw a stat today saying that Wentz has, like, the most turnover since last year till now. 
and obviously this year. So, agreed. I it just, it just seems like I don't know what the hell happened to him. Uh, with New England, I just feel like they don't have a lot of talent. Now, mind you, Cam hasn't played great all year, but their offensive weapons are just, they're, they're pretty poor. Okay. The only thing that I'll say, and, and again, I I am very down on Carson Wentz. I'm not going to go back on what I just said a couple of minutes ago saying that I have more faith in Peterson than Wentz. But Wentz has dealt with an awful offensive line. He is slim when it comes to receivers, and his best one, Fulgham, is getting less and less playing time, so I don't understand that. Doesn't really have much of a run game. Now, I know that Cam isn't working with much either in New England. The only reason that I'm saying Cam Newton is because I think the Patriots, at this point, of the experiment, no, Cam Newton is not the long-term answer. He's not even the answer for next year, right? You might as well take a look at Jared Stittman and see what you have with him moving forward. Can he be the quarterback of the future? If not, then you really start need to be looking at either the draft or you need another bridge guy. I feel to- like he's not the answer either, though, no? Who, Stidman? Yeah, if, if Cam already beat him out in, uh, for the starting job. Well, you might as well throw him out there and just see. Because, because again, I'm not I'm not saying that I, I couldn't give you a percentage, right? But, you know, maybe you just need to throw him into the wolf, uh, the tiger den, to get the best out of him. Maybe you need to see him against real competition to really make your assessment, to really make your judgment. You know, the thing that makes me confused about Wentz is – I feel like everybody in NFL hates him. You see Twitter when he plays bad? They they, they have a field day. Did you see what Irvin said about Yeah, him? and then he got caught on that NFL film, films thing saying, too, how he thinks Wentz is the best quarterback in the league like three years ago or two years ago. Well, I mean, okay, so <laughs> well, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. I didn't see that. But, yeah, Max. People hate Carson Wentz. The only thing that I'll say, Max, and I really thought this was going to be the reason why Jalen Hurts got starts towards the end of the year, was I didn't think Wentz was going to stay healthy. I thought the Eagles, yeah, I, I won't say they made the right move, right? But I didn't completely hate their selection of Jalen Hurts in the second oh, round because, you the point, Victor. because I was more concerned about Wentz being injury prone. Oh, so don't act surprised. I bring up good points all the time. <laughs> Carson Wentz is, was injury prone. I didn't think he was going to finish the season or he was going to miss time due to injury. I never, ever expected him to be playing this bad. Remember, towards the end of last year, he was really picking up the slack for the Eagles and how bad they were. He was the main reason why they won the NFC East down the stretch last year. I did not think he was going to be this bad and struggle this much this year. Now, doesn't he have that same thing in his contract as uh, Jimmy G where they can, like, cut him, I think? I will double-check. I mean, he just got paid, but let me check. I think they can save some decent amount of money or something. But like you said, too, you know, like you said about uh, Stidham with uh, with Cam is that uh, – you know, they spent a second-round pick on Hurts. It wouldn't take a look to, you know, see what he's got for a little spark or not, you know? Agreed. 
Agreed. And apparently there has been rumors that Jeff Lurie, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, has been pushing for Hurts to get time as Wentz That's not good for Wentz. No, that is awful. I mean, when the owner gets involved, you know that's a bad yeah. sign. But, Max, real quick, I – I absolutely hate – sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. And I understand you might hit me back with, oh, well, Taysom Hill had success. I hate, hate, hate when there are packages where you bring in another quarterback like the Eagles are doing with Jalen Hurts because more times than not, it doesn't work. It's a run-pass option. I don't think you can make it any more obvious that you're going to do an RPO when you bring in the guy like Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. And I'm not saying that Wentz isn't mobile and, you know, athletic and stuff like that. I'm not saying he's incapable of pulling off an RPO. But I'm sorry. When you – I just think that it's too too basic. And I don't think it's – I think it messes up the mojo of the team. Now, yes, Taysom Hill has had success even with Drew Brees as the starter. I get that. But I don't love – when teams do that. Yeah, I'll be honest with you too. Uh, it's definitely fun in a video game to do, but, uh, you know, in a, in a real game, it's kind of hard to just do that when, how many times can you like fake teams out on the wildcat and, you know, run packages like that? You know, it's just, they, they've seen it enough by now. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Now, Max, I'm looking at this and it really, I don't think that, they have many options to cut him without wasting dead money for that year. Oh, so okay, so they can't cut him? I mean, they can. They can, right? So, like, this year, prior to third day of LY, I don't know what that means, but dead money would be almost $60 million, but they saved $24 million in cap space. Uh, okay, that's what it was that I saw. Yeah, so... I mean, yes, they saved some money, but they still have a lot of dead money coming off. Yeah, that dead money's not going to be fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, okay, so I guess it wasn't that easy. I think that there's an argument for both to be benched, Max. I just – I would do Noon more because I think that he – I think the Patriots are winning despite of Noon. And, again, I'm not saying that Wentz is – it's not like they – it's not like Wentz isn't letting his team down, but I think that Noon – see, I don't know because I say it and then it just doesn't sound right. But Noonan is definitely holding his team back. And I think that moving forward, you need to see what you have with him because, again, unlike the Eagles are with Wentz, you're not committed to Noonan long term. This was an experiment, and I think that you've seen enough to really say this one didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think both sides are valid. All right, so let's move on to a couple of teams that have been struggling that looked good just a couple of weeks ago. The Ravens, they lost their third game in a row today after falling to the Steelers. Steelers remain undefeated, but they fell to the Steelers 19-14. to They have now lost three in a row. They fall to 6-5 and five on the year. Their division hopes are all but diminished at this point. Now, keep in mind, Lamar Jackson was out for this game, but knowing that he can't win big games, he probably would have lost today anyway. And he hasn't exactly looked good prior to his COVID diagnosis. 
the last couple of losses that he suffered. The Raiders, I thought that they were starting to hit a hot streak. They lost the last two. The Buccaneers, man. That... <laughs> I feel like the time is ticking. It is a ticking time bomb with that organization right now, with that team that they have. And then finally, the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I thought... You know, after taking over first place in the NFC West, I thought they were going to shock people, surprise people, even surprise me. They had already surprised me, but they've lost the last two, two division opponents. Max, of these two teams, who do you who do you think should be hitting the panic button? Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, only because I don't think they've beaten uh, – a team that's like worthy like you know they got killed by kansas city who they just lose to last week or they, they got they lost to the saints twice lost to the saints twice they lost to kansas city this prior sunday and then who was the other one yeah who they, oh, the, I, oh uh the rams they lost to the rams last monday night yeah, I just feel like they're just, they don't, against good teams or teams that are equal to them. They just they're not up there. Yeah, so Max, I just want to correct myself real quick. I apologize. The last two, the the Cardinals have lost the last two, but not to division opponents. The last loss was to the New England Patriots, and then the week before that was to the Seahawks. But Max, here's my take. Are you ready for it? Yeah, let's hear it. Buccaneers. Well, really, sorry, Brady is going to do something that he's only done three other times in his career and only once as a starter for his team. He's going to miss the playoffs, Max. The Buccaneers are not going to make the playoffs. Max, they're a dysfunctional team right now. They have a coach that any given opportunity will call out his future Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, I'm not saying it's not deserved, right? I'm not saying that Brady's played well, right? But to do so in front of the media on a weekly basis, bold move, Cotton, and I really don't think it's going to work out for him. I think that they... They obviously have weaknesses on both sides of the ball. I know their defense has played well at points this year, but I don't know, Max. I really think they're starting to be I, – I think the wheels are starting to come off of this wagon. And yeah, I feel like um, I'm taking uh, Michael Lombardi, uh, what he said on his podcast, and it's it's pretty true. So I think Tampa Bay next year is going to have to – this offseason is going to have to pick between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Agreed. Agreed. He was saying if they pick Tom Brady, then you know they should look to draft a quarterback in the first round or second round, but, and, you know, and, and tell Tom like, "Listen, we'll give you one more year, and then that's it." But here's the thing, Max, right? And I forget where I heard this exactly, but I couldn't agree with it more. Tom Brady has gotten everything he's wanted with the Buccaneers. He's constructed this offense, this team. He they rebuilt that they well they retooled that offensive line. They brought in Leonard Fournette. 
they brought in Antonio Brown, who a couple months ago, Bruce Arians said there was no room for him on the team. Arians, that Buccaneers organization, has done everything for Tom. And it's gotten them to 7-5, and five, the number 6 seed in the NFC. Really? You didn't bring Tom Brady in for the 6th seed in the NFC to just make the playoffs. You brought him in to win it all. And he's not exactly living up to his part of the deal just yet, Max. And when- I tell you what, though. If they do make the playoffs, I don't think I would want to play them. Would you in the first round? Yep. You know why? Because Brady playoffs? I, I don't know. Yep, I do. I do because I want them to go up to the number five seed. And then when my Giants win the NFC East, they're going to beat Tom Brady in the first round. Okay? And we know, I, Max. Well, I hope that actually we happens. Know, I would love that to happen. You know why it's going to happen, Max? Who has, more, who has more real estate in Tom Brady's head than the New York Giants? No one. No uh, one. No one. Max, we've beaten yeah, him twice in the playoffs already. It'll be a third time if they make it, if they make it. But, Max, another thing that Brady has really ticked me off this year is shake the opposing quarterback's hand. I don't care if you don't respect him. I don't care if you don't like him, okay? You know, I don't care about your six championship rings. Do the right thing and shake the quarterback's hand at the end of the game. He did it to Nick Foles. He also did it to Foles after losing to him in the Super Bowl, and he did the Jared Goff last Monday night. Shake the man's hand, Max. Jeez, why are you telling me? And then just... final final, final reason I'm very down on the Bucks. seriously, just quick. Cardinals are right there at 6-5, and five, okay? Eh, I'm out on Cardinals. I, I'm, not, I'm not thrilled. I, I've never been thrilled on the Cardinals, I'm just saying. Max, don't look now, but the Vikings, besides that bad loss to the Cowboys have been one of the hotter teams in football. Dalvin Cook has really stepped it up, and Kirk Cousins has quietly had a good season. Oh, so, you know, speaking of uh, quietly, what happened to your boy Russ winning the MVP? Uh, he's still up there, Max. No. Yeah. He, he's oh, not in top oh, three anymore. Also, also, Max, real quick, I just want to say real quick, um, my other boy, Aaron Rodgers, is still right up there as well. So, you know, I got, I, you know, I'm a. I you have to pick two now? I diversified my portfolio, and I think that Russ and Rodgers are still in it. Now, Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes is really showing out, okay? I think yeah, Derek, about Derek Henry. Henry, yep, you didn't let me finish again, but I was just about to say Derek Henry, good for him. Once again, showing that I was right, that he's more important to the team than Ryan Tannehill. Okay, so again, Max, you you throw stuff my way, and then I'm just right in other ways, in well, ways really. you, in ways you forgot about. Well, listen, I listened to Levitard show with Stugatz, and yeah. I, I've seen what Stugatz does. <laughs> you, you you know we're close with <laughs> poor man, Stugatz, my friend. Okay, I mean, you just want to just throw out throw out a hundred takes. Oh, one of them's gonna be right. I mean, I've seen this movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but and then my final, my final, and then I promise we can move on, right, Max? My final point about the Buccaneers is their last four games. And they have the Vikings next, who I just said have been playing as one of the better teams in the NFC. They have the Falcons twice. Now, again, the Falcons, nothing great this year, but they have played better under Raheem Morris. They're 4-2 under him. They just 
blew out the Raiders, okay? They have them twice, and then the Lions, who, you know, who who might play inspired ball now that the evil man is gone. So I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it's not exactly like Superman only having a weakness of kryptonite with Tom Brady anymore. He he even has to fight his own head coach currently. Yeah, no, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they made the playoffs, honestly. Yeah. It really wouldn't. So that's my take. And then in terms of the old teams, Max, I'll be honest with you, never been too high on the Cardinals. I don't exactly get all the hoopla over Kyler Murray. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not talented. I just don't love him like everyone else does. Uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins is great, and I think that you've seen Murray take that next step more so because of Hopkins than anything else. Other teams, you know, Max. I, I mean, the Raiders. Listen, I'm a broken record, but Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr has only thrown over. 300 yards twice this year. I know 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. I get it, but still don't think, still don't think he's definitely the long-term guy there. No, but they play the Jets this week, so they should be fine. They should, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets pulled it out, Max. Oh, don't say that. And that, (laughs) well, no, actually, no. I'm sorry, Max. They will not because Darnold looked gross against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, he'll look fine once he gets a leave New York and gets a real coach. Well, yeah. And then the Ravens, Max, listen. Yeah, they're done. I really think and Injuries, COVID, yeah, they, they're yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. Now, Max, real quick, I didn't I didn't include this, but I was reminded about it, and I want to ask you. Okay, so you saw the debacle with the Steelers-Ravens game being postponed yeah. and three times, right? Do you think that the NFL – and actually during the halftime today, Al Michaels was asking – Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, and that's what made me think of that. Do you think the NFL should move games based on competitive reasons? And what I mean by that is, like, if a starting quarterback like Lamar Jackson is out, like, for this instance, do you think that they should move these games for those purposes? Or do you think that it should just be whether or not, who, as long as you can feel the team, go out there and play? Oh, uh, I feel like it kind of depends on the situation. Like for, for, for really? Denver, they got yeah. Because look at for Denver, they got caught not abiding by the rules, and they got uh, punished for it. With Baltimore, people forget that their their athletic trainer had COVID and was still at the uh, building. And you know that's how that spreaded. And now, so it's really, what are the Ravens supposed to do? And honestly, I don't get why the season just doesn't go till March. If this is the case, are people going to be mad at footballs in March? No. No. I mean, I feel like that. I don't know. Yeah, but Max, it's so easy to say that, right? And again, I think that you could, you you could definitely convince the majority of people, right? Football until March, and and it sounds like a wonderful fantasy land idea. I get it. You don't realize the TV contracts, the other leagues that are involved, like you know. NBA Sunday games become a thing once the NFL is gone. You think that the NBA is going to love having the NFL as another competitor? Oh no, they won't. They won't. But what, I mean, what, what I'm what, saying, what, but like the contracts involved, yeah, that, the yeah, league the contracts contract, yeah. with networks and stuff. But CBS I, can't make it. But like, but like, even having them on different channels, Max. I'm saying. It might be a problem. Yeah, it might be. I mean, just I don't know. It just 
Yeah, and that's a good point with the contracts. But you know, if you're the NFL, what the hell do you care for? So no, just... no, no. Again, and I'm not, I'm not saying. And again, I'm just, I'm just spewing no, this out right there. The but, the, yeah, but like scheduling and stuff, it's a lot easier said than done, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I still kind of blame the NFL because I feel like they just thought COVID would be gone by now. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. When the season started, and they're like, oh, uh, it's still here. Agreed. Now that's another discussion. But Max, I, I disagree because I really think that. Listen, it's an off year. It's an odd, quirky year, right? But every team going into the season knew this was going to be a possibility. They knew there was going to be a chance that one of your players, whether it's a star or practice squad player, was going would possibly get COVID, right? It, to me, it's very similar to just another injury. I, I think that it should be treated as just another injury. If you, Whoever is healthy can play. Whoever is not cannot play. Just because you're missing your star quarterback, I don't think that that's a good enough reason for the NFL to shift games. You wouldn't get that if your quarterback had a torn ACL or a broken collarbone. Why do it for COVID? It's, it was already going to be a tricky year with COVID cancellations to figure out when to reschedule or postpone postpone or delay the game to do it for competitive reasons. I'm sorry. That's just a chance that's going to happen this year. I, I don't think that they should do it based off competitive reasons. I mean, there are rules. There are protocols for COVID and, you know, having masks on and that's why the Broncos got caught and they got in trouble with it. So no, agreed, agreed. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying what happened with the Broncos. Which, by the way, thank you for reminding me. Shout out Kendall Hinton. Now listen, the stat line was not pretty. I, I get it, but man, I could not imagine being in his position. I mean, he was in sales a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, he he, poor, he was guy. he transferred from wide receiver to quarterback, signed off the practice squad had what two days to prepare with the with guys he probably barely even talked to ever before yeah i mean listen hats off to him seriously and he did the best of a really 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 shitty situation he said it himself definitely not the way he dreamt of it happening but it never really goes that way so you know i felt for him I was happy he got his moment. I wish it was a little better for him, for his sake. But again, no, nothing but respect in my opinion. And I was glad to see Saints players uh, give him the respect that he deserved following the game as well. But Max, just a sorry, I got a little off topic. Um, what was That's I fine. saying? Oh. Um, I, I don't think I listen to me. I think it should just be treated as an injury. If you have COVID, you can't play. Continue with the game as long as other guys, other people, uh, come back as negative. You knew this was going to be a risk this season. Either be prepared or don't be. It's up to you. I'm sorry. That's not a good enough reason to postpone the game, in my opinion. Well, you're speaking about contracts with TV deals. You don't think NBC won Lamar Jackson to play for ratings? No, I do. I I do. But 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 Max, Max, 
I mean, networks know that there's a risk at the beginning of the season that quarterbacks could go down with injury at some point of their uh, at yeah, some no, point of the season. I just no, I know. I just I'm just getting back to the point. I just feel like <laughs> a lot of people are blaming like Ravens players when this the first thing was that their strength and conditioning coach got COVID yeah. and he was still at the uh, facility. That's yeah, the only thing I, I want to clear up. I know, I know, I know, but. Listen, it's just and, and again, that's another thing. You either have guys that follow the rules, right? Yeah. And follow yeah. protocols, whether it's players or coaches, and then you have dumbasses, right? And they just yeah. they, they put your team, especially imagine being a coach or, you know, someone not of that great importance. I'm not saying that the strength and conditioning coach isn't. I'm just saying that like imagine you're the reason that the team you work for lost a critical game that could have playoff implications whether or not they make or not at the end of the season imagine being really patient zero in that situation yeah i mean like you said before you got some coaches and players who take the uh, protocol seriously and then you got a former coach like matt patricia you tell that reporter to sit up straight because he sucks at his job everything's coming full circle i love it now max do i have permission to go on a rant real quick about my giants yeah i i, I saw this today on the on the email so i i've i've, I've been waiting i've been dreading the day to hear three it. wins in a row you could argue that they are the hottest team in the league did you see that defense come to play maxwell did you see them seal the victory with the Bengals having one last opportunity to win the game with a game-winning field goal? But no. The defense stepped up. And, yes, it sucks that Daniel Jones got injured. And right now, best-case scenario, there's an outside shot that he can play this Sunday against the Seahawks. But, Max, I said that the Giants would go 6-2 and two in their final eight games. And right now, I'm still on track for that, right? One of their two losses, I said, would be against the Seattle Seahawks. So even if they lose, that's okay. Because also, the rest of the NFC, ha- NFC East has a tough week this week with opponents. So if Daniel Jones could just miss one game, that would be ideal. I hope he's healthy enough to play this weekend because I think that the Seahawks are a winnable game. I don't think that they're unbeatable. But, Max, Joe Judge is my coach. Patrick Graham is my defensive coordinator. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jason Garrett is my offensive coordinator. I mean, that offensive line is starting to look like a professional offensive line, and I am so happy. This is the first time in four years I have meaningful football to watch. Do you know, Maxwell, how great that is to say? I mean, I just, it really, this could be like a Cinderella-type season. Now, again, I'm not getting ahead of myself, but to make the playoffs would be so great in Judge's first year. It would be such a great development tool experience for daniel jones who has played much bit better in the last couple of weeks max i am so 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 excited about the new york football giants we have a trade 
Houston has agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to Washington for John Wall in a first round pick. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. So Westbrook is going to uh, Washington. John Wall is going to Houston. Why do you already initial thoughts about that? I don't get it. Ah. <laughs> oh. Sorry, sorry to take your thunder, Victor. No, but I, do, I mean, I'm. I just looked up Twitter. I, I'd rather. I like I was wrong about no NBA moves, huh? Holy shit! I'd rather you ruin my thunder and we get that in for this podcast than, you know, 15 minutes late, like what happened with Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yeah, but um, we almost yeah we, we got lucky. I mean, Max. Wow, that's a woge bomb right there. <laughs> what do you What do you think? Does uh, I I think that you know it definitely depends what happens with Beal, but I think the Wizards got better now for Houston. Well, I will say for Houston that John Wall and James do have a good relationship. But now, mind you, Westbrook and James did or does uh, too. So I don't. I mean, for Washington, Wall coming off injury, we don't know how he's gonna play. Um, I mean, look about too. Demarcus Cousins is on uh Houston, and that's uh John Wall's boy too. So that you is know? that is true. That maybe is Houston, true. It, maybe James Harden stays. Now I don't think you know John Wall coming off an Achilles and Demarcus Cousins off in a. I think wasn't Achilles. I think it was or something. Yeah. yeah. Or ACL, I think he had in the in the summer. It was something that he tore twice, correct? Yeah, he. I remember he tore his Achilles in New Orleans, and then uh, on Golden State I, during the playoffs, is his torn quad. ACL, torn ACL. Yeah, no, it was his quad in the playoffs against Clippers, and then when he signed with the Lakers, he tore his ACL in the summer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, for if you for uh, Washington. I think this means Brad Bale's leaving next year. Then honestly, you're going to stay with Westbrook, and it's the same problem if you're Washington. I like to move better for uh, Houston. To be honest with you. Really? Why? Because they get rid of uh, Westbrook's contract. Well, they they both have the same contract. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And Damn. I mean John Wall. I you know I just I don't get why Bradley Beal would stay there. I mean obviously he had to co-sign this deal. No, but I just don't see. And this is funny, too, because, you know, we've heard for a while now how John Wall and Bradley Beal are close and, you know, this and that about the media wants to put them against them and yada, yada. And, I mean, it just looks like Bradley Beal said, yeah, trade them. Yeah. So I don't – and they got Washington. Oh, somebody got a first-round pick, too. Now I'm upset because no Westbrook to my Knicks. I actually like what the Knicks are doing, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Max, though? I can't even get excited about basketball because you know why? I I don't see much parity. Now, now again, I think that anything could happen in the East, and you saw that with your Heat making making it to the finals. But, you know, again, it's, you know, LeBron's chip to lose. I don't know. I'm not not Well, I I will say, if the Clippers get their crap together— they're not a bad team. Everyone acts like they suck. Yeah, but they're not going to. They hired a joke of a coach, Max. And I, Paul George isn't making anything better. He's just making it worse. <laughs> You're upset. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? I really want Westbrook to the Knicks. I think in the long run. I know, I know, I know. But I, but you know, I'm tired of the long run. Again, we're we're not we're not giving out big deals because you know we're 
holding on the cap space for the next summer. You know, you know, okay, that's great, but go out and get the man, uh, the player that you're holding out cap space for. Go out and sign a big name when there are big names. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it just sounds like a, a repeats cycle. I mean, you know, it's kind of in a way. It's kind of like the Heat a couple of years when they were just you know mediocre, and Jimmy Butler saw an opportunity to go to. No, uh, it's Miami. not like that. It's no, it not is. like no, it's not like that, Max. Because I'll tell you why. You came off the, you came off a dynasty, right, with the big three, and then you had a couple of down years, and then Jimmy Butler came in, and then all of a sudden you're back in the finals again. The Knicks haven't been to the finals since '98, Max. So tell me, how is that exactly the same thing? The Knicks have been a joke for the last two decades, minus two years. How is that the same thing? Well, listen, what you're saying, it, it, you're completely right. I was yep. just trying to give you some hope because yeah, – uh, Well, I don't need hope. I need I need results. I need results, Max. And you know what? You made me you made me go from excited and happy because I was thinking about the New York Giants to pissed off and disappointed because I'm talking about the Knicks now. Well, I mean I didn't talk about the Knicks. You did you, talk about the Knicks, Max. No. You, you did you're, because, you're, you, you're, because you tried to compare no. the Miami Heat with no, the New York no. Knicks. Let's run the tape back. You go, I mad Westbrook didn't get go to the Knicks. That's what you said. You did. Not Check really. the tape. All right, let's do picks real quick. Let's do picks. Ready? <laughs> week 13, week 13, lucky 13. So no Thursday night game because the Ravens were supposed to play and, you know. Okay, Saints at the Falcons. Max, who do you like? I'm going to go with the Saints, sadly. I don't like Taysom Hill. Yeah. You know, that Saints offense is definitely not the same with Taysom Hill in that quarterback. I'm not saying that they were lining the board up with Drew Brees, but give credit to Saints defense. They've been playing a lot better as of late. I'm going with the Saints, too. Lions at the Bears. Max, Max, I'm I'm sorry. You know who's gone? You know who's gone after this year, if not sooner? Matt Nagy. Yeah, that's another good that's, one, too. That's who I meant to say before. But, Max, who do you think wins? You, you know you know, the Bears were 5-1, and one and now they've lost five straight, and now 5-6. and six. This this is a typical FU game to the old uh, head coach. I'm going Lions, baby. I, you know what? I was just about to say that, too. And with Trubisky starting, I, I don't expect much from that offense. I'm going Lions, too. Browns at Titans. Okay, Max, the Browns... This are good game. eight and three. The Titans are eight and three. This should be a good game, but I think the Titans are gonna crush the Browns. Ah, uh, damn it! Yeah, I'm going Titans too. Because I don't have faith in Baker Mayfield to show up in big games. I think that both teams have great running games, right? I think Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, obviously is best running back in the game, right there with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. But I, I'm going with the Titans. Bengals at the Dolphins. Max, who do you have? Oh, yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah. Bengals, are, Bengals probably won't win another game. Yeah, no, with Burrow out, they're really – I mean, their offense was pretty hard to watch. But, yeah, I'm going Dolphins too, who got back on the winning track against the Jets. Jaguars at the Vikings. Jaguars just got eliminated from postseason contention. Vikings, one of the hotter teams in the league. I'm going Vikings. I want Jacksonville to win so bad. Did you see that thing that came out uh, with the Jacksonville and uh, the Jets? 
no what was it i know that, that they're one game separated yeah that if they tie at the end of the year let's say they just win one game and jackson only wins one game jackson gets the first pick still okay so so i know what a tie is matt uh max i know what a tie is all right two um what was the tiebreaker the strength of schedule or what yeah some nonsense like yeah victor easy i was trying to salt you breathe a little bit have a sip of water <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm describing to the audience i'm going with the vikings all right max big game for you raiders at the jets <laughs> raiders better win <laughs> i'm i'm i so want to pick the jets because i could just see the raider raiders laying another egg like they did to the falcons I hope not. But but I think that the best effort Gase is going to get from his team for the rest of the year has already come and passed, and that was those two games against the Patriots and Chargers. I think the Raiders win this one too. I hope so. <laughs> Colts at Texans. Max. I'm going uh... – yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Colts. I mean, Watson didn't have that many weapons begin when they lost Fuller. So, ah, uh, you know what, Max? I said it already in the show, and I was all ready to pick the Texans, but then I ju- then you just reminded me that Fuller is now out for six games because I really think the Colts are a different team with the without Buckner in that defensive front, and they. They got handled by the Times last week. So, all right, fine. I'll go with the Colts in the bounce back win. Rams at Cardinals. Max, NFC West showdown. Jared Goff did not play well against the 49ers. Cardinals, like I said, lost two in a, have, have now lost two in a row. Who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, this is kind of a weird game. Very really weird like, game. I don't like either teams, but... Uh... I'm going to go Cardinals just because they're home. I know that's a cop-out, but that's the best I can really do. Max, just because – just when you said this is a weird game, I feel like this is such a weird year. All right. Favorite team – best team right now in the NFL? Uh, Chiefs, no? Okay. I No, I agree with that. Who's your best team in the NFC? Who? Man, that's a good question. Because I, I really think that – the AFC is more so top heavy, and yeah. Saints maybe. But like with Taysom Hill, Taysom no, not now. I mean, I don't like Drew Brees either. But I mean, I know that's why I might be going with the Packers. Yeah, I, there's something about that team I don't trust. I don't I, know what it is. I know, I know. It's just like I think about, it and right off the bat, I'm like, well, the Steelers, Chiefs, and Titans, right? And then. I yeah. think about the NFC, and it's just like, to me, it's wide open. Like, there's no one that really sticks out. Some teams have great weeks, and then the next week they have a, a disappointing week. I, I just don't know with the NFC. But with this game, I will go – I don't love – who'd you go with, Max? Rams? Uh, no, I did Arizona because they're home. When Arizona <laughs> – you know, I was going to go Arizona. I'll go with Rams just to go against them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Big game if Jones is playing. If Colt McCoy is playing, it doesn't really matter. Max, Giants at the Seahawks. I'm going to go Seahawks. Sorry, Victor. Okay. I'm going to go with the Giants with an asterisk because at the end of the day, it is okay if they lose this game. I hope they at least put up a fight. Eagles at the Packers. (laughs) Packers. 
All right, Max, this is this is my second bold prediction. Ready? Yep. I'm going Packers. Jalen Hurts replaces Carson Wentz at some point wow. in this game. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. bold for you. Yeah. All right, Patriots at the Chargers. I'm going Pats. I'll go Chargers in this one. I uh, I think Justin Herbert will make enough plays to beat New England. Broncos at the Chiefs. <laughs> Hopefully the Broncos will have an actual quarterback. Again, no disrespect to him. Broncos quarterbacks, Jesus. Yeah, I know. I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah, Kansas City. Also, another thing I was right about, Drew Locke, Gardner Mishu did not do anything this year. Doubleheader, Monday night. The, the Washington football team against the undefeated 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Max. I'm going Steelers. And isn't it weird that we haven't heard any Dolphins talk with the Steelers about being undefeated this long? Max, this might be the least talked about undefeated team in yeah, recent what, yeah, memory. That's, it's very odd. Very <laughs> odd because they're the only ones to be undefeated. I mean, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, so, you know, they're definitely – you know, headline grabbers and stuff like that. They're yeah. 11 and 0. They very well could be the best team in the NFL. And I feel like they are not getting as much attention as they should be. Yeah, they're getting, they're kind of like, I don't know. I feel like, like for myself, I'm like, oh, Kansas City is, but. Yeah. Know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going with the Steelers as well. And then finally, oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, we, oh, my God. Yeah, two more games. Yeah. We have two more games. Bills at the 49ers. Max, uh, I'm going with the Bills. Yeah, I'm going with Buffalo, too. Yeah, You know you know what? Good for Nick Mullins. He's been able to win some games and play well at points during this year for the Niners. All right, and then finally, we have Tuesday night football. The Dallas Cowboys against the Baltimore Ravens. Max, both teams desperate for a win. I'm going with uh, Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going with Baltimore, too, keeping their playoff hopes alive. And Max... That'll do it for this edition of Old School of Sport. Max, it's the holiday season, so we're going to have plenty of holiday-themed segments moving forward. But I love the idea next week. I am holding you to it. Top five people we would like to see get knocked out in a fight. I want to see yours more than mine, honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, Max, I'll be honest with you. I, I, There are plenty of people. I already know who's number one on my list. But I will save it for next week's episode. Max, how many more articles should we be expecting this week on All You Can Heat? Uh, I want to say probably two or three. Okay. All by right. the end of Friday. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Looking forward to it. As always, very good read, so I highly recommend it, guys. And Maxwell, do you want to share your Twitter and Instagram handle? Yeah, you can follow me at MaxMarshall136 uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram. On Twitter at Old School of Sport is the podcast account. At Victor Pusteri is my account under the name Arthur Fleck. And then on Instagram at Victor Pusteri. Until next time, everyone have a good week. Hope to hope you guys check out next week's episode as well. Thanks for listening.